Pablo for breakfast. Get it when you want with the best bits plus new stuff you haven't heard. Download the Listener app now. Joining us for the final time for 2022 with the ultimate list. Last week he brought us the top five TV shows. This year, oh, this is the big one. The top five movies of 2022. King of the Nerds, Adam Ross, back with us. Good morning, mate. Good to be here, Pablo. Now, this is a big task that I sent you a couple of weeks ago. I said, give us the top five movies of 2022. I'm sweating. I'm sweating already, (laughs) right? Now, look, I'm going to be annoying like usual. I'm going to, I have to give, you know, a few honourable mentions Mm -hmm. here. And then, um, and also like, and for listeners, what I'm going to do is something that I think that is actually in your favour. Some of the films that I am going to mention here have not quite been released here in Australia. They're on their way. Me being a film critic, I get to see things early, and so mm. these are things I laid my eyes on. But it just means you've got a couple of movies coming in the next month that you can really look forward to. What um, happens in the Australian release cycle is is that Oscar contenders normally just get you know dumped all around this time of like Christmas, Boxing Day, New Year, and stuff like that. But it's an embarrassment of riches for cinema goers. It means that you you know if you go to the movies in January, chances are you're going to see a really good film. So what are those little nods, those little nuggets okay, the, you want to mention? Okay, look, the little nods, right? So, okay, I need to give a shout-out to The Stranger, uh, the Australian crime drama that starred Joel Edgerton. I think this is on Netflix at the moment. This is just a pressure cooker of a movie about an undercover investigation, loosely based on a true story. Um, it's just meticulous. It's atmospheric. Uh, I just, It got me in its grip. And I saw this in the theatre and I wanted to jump out of my skin. I was I was waiting for this film to finish in the best possible way. So if you like, you know, hard-boiled crime dramas, uh, you know, and suspense films, you cannot do much better than Tom Wright's The Stranger. Um, and then the other two that I want to give a shout-out to, these are traditional movies, blockbuster movies, because it's been quite a good year for blockbusters. Mm. Um, I haven't seen Avatar yet. I'm going to go and probably see that tonight. Um, but... I really liked Matt Reeves' The Batman. I thought, do we really need, you know, the 900th Batman movie? And it turns out we did. I've seen this thing about four times. I thought this was, once again, dark, atmospheric. Robert Pattinson totally surprised me as Batman. I was really into this and I really liked it. And so my biggest um, shout-out, it's not in the top five, is going to be most people's movie of the year, and that is Top Gun Maverick. Now, Mm. when I sat in the cinema for this, I saw it really early, and everyone's like, okay, um, you've got a sequel that's over 30 years in the making. Like, you know, I mean, is Tom Cruise really relevant? Is this really what we need? It's like a throwback to that old kind of 80s, 90s action filmmaking. And the answer was yes. I mean, this has been the biggest talking point for cinema goers all year. Everyone loved it. The You know, the integration of practical effects. It just, you know, it was a rip-roaring movie. It's the ultimate dad movie. You know, I mean, mm. and um, it just... Now and then you want to go to the movies to escape and walk out with a big, cheesy Tom Cruise grin on your face. And this one, this one just, yeah, hit Mach 5 for me. Now we've got so, that out of the way. Let's get to the <clears> official <throat> top five, Adam. No ifs or buts. Let's start no. at number five. What was it for just, you? Just five. Um, so, so this movie is going to be released very soon. This is The Banshees of Insurance. Mm. So this is... A film about two friends who have an inexplicable falling out, played by Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Uh, this is set in Ireland, and it is, uh, you know, it's by Martin McDonough, who gave us In Bruges and um, Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And it's just, it's an incredible two-hander. Uh, I think Colin Farrell is probably going to be the front runner for Best Actor this year. He's maybe some competition from Brendan Fraser in The Whale that's coming out. But this is a soulful, sad, amusing, unpredictable movie. And, you know, it's kind of, yeah, the reason why we go to the movies in the first place, to feel something. What came in at number four? 
Number four is The Quiet Girl, another Irish film. So a, um, a very small movie here, but this is um, about, it's set in 1981 and it's about a nine-year-old who basically cannot be fed anymore at her house. And so she gets taken to some distant relatives to have a summer. And the bond that grows between this young girl and this couple is so beautiful. And it, it's slow to, you know, to unfold and to play its hand. But once you realise how much these people mean to each other, it's just a really, really gorgeous movie. It's And it's already topping a lot of critics' top ten lists, but, a, yeah, a beautiful drama. That one is out on Amazon Prime. Uh, number three. Is The Fablemans. Now, this is Steven Spielberg's film about his own life. And what could normally be a rolling-your-eyes vanity project is anything but. And the reason why is because not only does Spielberg here capture what he loves about cinema and its power but he also captures the human spirit this is about his parents relationship as well and his family dynamic and so you know steven spielberg is worth a couple of billion dollars and i don't see why he needs to you know expose the rawest elements of his life but now that he's advanced in age basically spielberg uses every tool that he's learned as a filmmaker to teach us everything that he's learned about the human condition and this movie made me cry about three times i just think it is it's honor it's honest it's vulnerable it's so touching i think the fablemans if you you should just definitely make time for this that is at the cinemas right now and number two is playground now this belgian drama is basically you'll feel this pablo so now and then you drop your kid off at school and you're like well i wonder what they get up to i wonder what's happening (laughs) right and so effectively this drama just drops down to knee height and just follows the kids once they're in there and i've always thought that school is kind of like prison you got nothing in common with these people you're just stuck there you know like and Mm. so and the minute you get in there, you've got to find a survival mechanism. You've got to go, like, what is my talent? Who am I going to click with? Um, how am I not going to get hurt? What am I going to do to survive? And this is honestly one of the most suspenseful movies that I have seen in years. And I cared so much about these kids. And I thought, oh, my God, they're in serious danger here. There are bullies. There are teachers that don't understand. Like, I mean, it transported me back to those formative years of being a kid. And I found it just to be such an, a huge emotional experience for me, um, I, absolute knockout of a film now that was number two which means number one is is tar uh the new kate blanchett film which is once again topping most critics things now some may call this movie pretentious right (laughs) and i get that but this is made by todd field a filmmaker who has only given us three films um he made in the bedroom and another movie little children and he takes roughly about the same time as james cameron does in between films in like 12 13 years between drinks but this uh this movie is about a composer who has reached the absolute apex of her career and because of some allegations that are coming out about her private life her life starts to unravel rapidly and blanchett i has has always been you know one of the chief exports from our country and you know widely regarded as one of the greatest actresses of her generation this is her best work so that's saying something um she it's based tar is basically a monstrous creation by blanchett and you cannot take your eyes off her and it's an amazing kind of commentary too as well on me too and you know what is kind of happening in society and how we leverage power. Um, and this is, I found this to be just fiercely intelligent. I really like when movies don't talk down to me. And this one was talking up and looked at me and just said, are you paying attention? Are you ready for this? And I have got some serious things to say. And it just pinned me in a seat like nothing else did this year. So this, so my favourite film of 2022 that I saw was Tar. Well, I'm glad Kate Blanchett is in it because it comes in at a whopping two hours and 38 minutes Adam Ross.
Every film day. Um, Avatar tonight is three hours and ten minutes. <laughs> They're getting longer and longer. They're getting longer and longer. I think the human bladder must be evolving for cinema time, so it must be <laughs> Well, Adam Ross, we want to say thank you for all your diligent work uh, giving us recommendations week after week. I've just started sinking my teeth into Blackbird, which you've been telling me about oh, yeah. for months. I'm loving yeah, it good. on Apple TV. Excellent. I'm happy. Uh, you've done some great work for us uh, here at Triple M over this year and that is your definitive top five list of best movies for the year we appreciate all the work i want to wish you a merry christmas and we'll see you in 2023 and all the same back to you pablo thank (laughs) you for tolerating my ranting (laughs) it's the podcast for caratha the pablo for breakfast podcast streaming now on the listener app